Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the SWVL podcast here in, what, December, Brian? Yeah, yes. My name is Sam Skibby, Commissioner of the SWVL. Alongside me is Brian Benware. And Benware, you know, we are here at 1356 Public House, our brand new presenting sponsor for Season 20. Can't believe Season 20 is already here. Um, but, you know, talk to us about it. You know, we, we have a great uh, waiter. Grant is over Grant. here. Grant, hey, Grant. Pick up the chairs. What's pick up, up, dude? Pick up the chairs, all right? We, we're so excited to be here here at 1356. You're going to hear background noise. You're going to hear it all. We have a microphone that will pick us up just fine. We're here in the private event space, and this is where the Friday night festivities will be held on Memorial Day Friday night. But we have this deal worked out with 1356 where we're going to have some podcasts recorded here. We are going to have some winter, winter meeting will be hosted here on January 2nd along with the captain's meeting in May. And Brian, it is awesome to be here with you for our first podcast of the many that we will have here at 1356. Yep. You live close to here now, correct? I do. So we moved a year ago to Fenton. So this is literally like 10 minutes away. Yeah. And it's awesome. I've been coming here basically since I moved in, since Jackson introduced me yeah. to it. Um, and it's awesome. The drink specials are awesome. Um, and the menu is enormous. Is. That's one side. That's the other side. It's going to be um, great for the Friday night festivities. You know, we haven't had a Friday night for the past two years. Yeah. Um, it's been missing from the Friday night for opening day. And we're really excited to bring that back. We're going to do a video podcast along with this just to give 1356 a little more publicity as well. Um, there's people on the other side of us, on the other side of that wall. One guy just uh, gave me a high five almost over there. Um, and we are so excited to get everybody here. We will have the outdoor and the indoor space available in that Friday. And we even have Jeremy Worrell's dad next to us. Let's Todd go. Todd Worrell. Yeah, so this is a great the place to host play. these podcasts right yeah. here. And Jeremy Worrell's dad signed poster from Todd Worrell, ex-relief pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals. And we have a lot to celebrate, obviously. You know, mm -hmm. it's holidays coming up. You know, school's almost out for me uh, next week. Let's go. Wednesday will be last week. And the Chiefs game is on. Chiefs yeah. are currently winning, correct? No, they are losing. 14-10. Oh, to 10. It's halftime. Um, so if you see me look up every now and then, that's just what's going on. But I'm here. I'm here for it. It is Thursday night. Fun. Hey, cheers, Brian. Cheers. And welcome again, yeah. everybody out there, to our first podcast of many here at 1356 Public House. And thank you again for hosting us and being our presenting sponsor for Season 20. One of the big um, announcements we wanted to make today, Brian, is I am actually going to be handing the reins to our podcast over to Brian. Uh, you know, delegation has yeah. been quite difficult for me um, in the past, but I think that you approached me with this idea of doing more podcasts throughout mm -hmm. the year and just with me having three kids at home right now, you have two on your own, um, but just getting the season ready and especially the season 20 anniversary season, a lot to get ready. And it's going to be nice to kind of take these podcasts off my plate. It's always in the back of my mind to do one, to get somebody involved. But I think having somebody else in charge will do really good for our podcasts. And hopefully we can, you know, contend for maybe podcast of the maybe. year and the Whippies in the future. Let's see. Know. As long as I don't screw it up, maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll get a spot. But, but Brian, talk to us about, you know, kind of like your rundown, your ideas for taking mm -hmm. this podcast to the next level. Yeah. So I, you know, a lot of anticipation and obviously it builds as we get closer and closer to season. But... You know, there's a lot that goes on in our world, especially considering wiffle ball throughout the year. You know, NWLA happens. We've got summer league that is rocking yeah. nowadays, and um, you've got the free agent, the offseason. So I just thought, you know, set a goal, and I had talked about maybe one every other week, even like 26 a year um, if we can. Uh, we already do a lot of podcasts as it is. It's just not as organized, and so I thought maybe if we get somebody kind of sure. shepherding that. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about, obviously do the team previews, the captain interviews, um, a season preview, a season review. Um, I'd like to do a champions podcast, so whomever wins that year, do a podcast yeah, yeah. post-season yeah. and talk to them about their luck or their run or how great they were or whatever you know the case may be and it doesn't necessarily have to be here at 1356 yeah. it can be on zoom still like we've yeah. done in a few past couple podcasts it could be over the phone it could be just anything to get people together and and if you are interested obviously reach out to brian with an idea if you have any ideas for you know a podcast idea or you just want to get on and let your voice be heard i'm sure brian will be available but absolutely i've got a whole line for miscellaneous guests love it so to get all 26 in that's, that's the goal for this year, and I thought, what better year to do it than season 20? So It's going to be amazing. What are, yeah. you, what are you most excited for, Brian, leading up to season 20 coming up here? Boy, um, 
the the easy answers to see the guys and yeah. all the stuff, but um, you know, there's a lot going on in the rumor mill about some of the things that may be new for the season. Yeah. I'm pretty excited to see kind of what you and the front office are kind of stewing up there, um, cooking up. Um, but really, like the competition, um, yeah. it seemed like last year, like we say every year, the competition gets better and better and better. And while we had two teams leave that we're for the most part perennial playoff teams we have two new captains yeah um i'm excited to see kind of what happens with that um being a person who had to do that and go through that and now we've got two new guys doing that again that have been around the league obviously but uh see what the new franchises bring and yeah both named john yeah john light john calloway the new captains for the swbl white Sox from john calloway and the swbl orioles excuse me from John Light, and both guys have been around for a long time, like you said, and they kind of have almost an advantage rather than you. And yeah. Somebody previously who is starting, you had to start kind of from scratch. You yeah. kind of had to build players from within. These guys have so many free agents, and I know that's going to be a big topic of conversation today. Yeah, for sure. We are going to talk about free agents, both unrestricted and restricted as it stands today on December 16th. Uh, maybe a little bit of rumors maybe a little bit of just guessing on maybe what teams they may land yeah. with and um, obviously and see people how might shake know out. a little bit but we'll try to stay clear of some of the obvious ones sure um we'll try to stick with more of maybe the unknown or maybe some a team that might not even be thinking about it but could potentially use yeah. a player that's out there right now so definitely there's a lot of teams out there i think that are really focused on maybe one or two of these free agents that are available but i'm really excited to see if people branch out find a hole in their lineup and see what they can use to fill it because there's sure. a lot of free agents out there that people get overlooked at first but then later on in free agency they're going to start getting some phone calls absolutely yeah, yeah. i mean Corey mccarthy he was they kind of always knew he might go to the Twins, but there were years where he was talking about it, didn't do it. I somebody had even mentioned his name to me, yeah. didn't know him, lost out, made a stupid yeah. mistake on that one. But you know, he's somebody who was kind of under the radar, and look at him now, he's an MVP. MVP, so. and you know, winning the MVP last year for him was, I think, really special and really exciting because it's been somebody that was relatively new to the yeah. league and seeing somebody who can come in and dominate like that. And yes, it was a low offensive year across the board, but he definitely had those dominant well, games. Speak for yourself. <laughs> well, I was low year for many people. So, all right, Brian, what do we got cooking? What's going on for this uh, podcast here at 1356? Our first one here at yeah. 1356 Public House. Down on, you know, right on Doherty, <clears throat> it's basically Big Ben and 141. Big Ben 141. Yeah. Doherty Ferry, I apologize. Uh, Doherty Ferry, we can get there from. I yeah. just drove there from Doherty Ferry. Big Ben 141, and it is so exciting. They have plenty of specials. Uh, like Brian said, a ton of different um, menu items. I had takeout the other day. We had the pepper jack cheese bites. Um, they were awesome. amazing. Yeah. Um, and we, what'd you order today, Brian? I got, got the wings. I the think. wings. Yep. Yeah. I got boneless um, wings, but I've had. Their burgers are amazing. Their sandwiches are amazing. Most, I, I have not been disappointed with any appetizers. Um, and it just goes on and on. I haven't eaten here enough to even cover the entire <laughs> Well, maybe yet, we'll so. get to that the rest of this year. I yeah. got the Cajun turkey melt. Very excited about it. Uh, when I see Cajun, I got to go towards that. Was going to get a burger like you recommended, but Cajun turkey melt it is. But so excited to try the rest of this menu items. 1356 Public House, 141 in Big Ben. Come on down and see the, see the owner, see the manager, and thank them for being a presenting sponsor for SWBL Season 20. Let's get to it. Boom. All right. So, like I said, we're going to talk about free agents because that is the thing on the horizon with the new year approaching we're oh, yeah. less than we're almost 2 weeks away from basically the start of season 20 officially That's um, crazy. which is insane yeah. and um, so we're going to kind of talk about some of the guys who are unrestricted right now and then we're also going to talk about those restricted free agents who have yet to re-sign with their teams um and what only 15 days to do it yeah 15 (laughs) days to do it you know you got some people who are dragging their feet but then you've got other guys who maybe be looking at testing the free agent we've had more guys decide to go into free agency this year than any other year um, so with the new teams, the new captains, there's a lot of shakeup going on. A lot of on. interest, for and sure. And so we're going to kind of do 
uh, first start with the, the restricted free agents and just kind of talk about um, not every single one, but maybe what impact it would be whether they were to sign or up or maybe go somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. So not necessarily what team they might go to, but really just what impact that might have if they don't stay with the team they were on last year. Yeah, I've All been right? hearing a, a lot of chatter throughout, you know, but this this year more than any, leading into the historic season twenty. You, just that itself would be enough chatter. You yeah. Know, going into historic scenes, but to have all of this change up, yeah. it's going to be a new landscape for this league. For like, sure. It's going to be completely different. So we're really excited. Let's dive right into it. Restricted free agency will end on January 1st when Unrestricted will take over. And anybody who is a past um, past player that did not play last year in season 19 or is a rookie to this year, registration will be open to you on January. First, with the reveal of our new Season 20 Anniversary logo. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Well, let's start with the easy ones. Okay. okay? Easy ones. Easy ones. The Rockies. Brian yep. Kenny, Grant Boyd, and Chad Young are all still unsigned. Yep. Um, if history is any kind of marker, they're probably going to re-sign. Um, <laughs> They'll re-sign in one contract. BK. Uh, since he's kind of co-captain, uh-huh. um, or what does he go, go by? Lineup manager, lineup know. specialist, yeah. Yeah, he's something specialist. like that. Definitely is the the quote-unquote uh, manager of the team. Blake's just the face of the team, yeah. as you could say. So, what do you think? You think they're all going to probably resign? Do you think? Uh, I mean, Chad Young pitched a lot of innings for them last year. He did. Um, I feel like he's more of an unknown. But then again, with you know, with. Uh, Brita. Brita. Yeah. Thank you, Kyle. I mean, that's, that's the big Leading news, right? and retiring yeah. this year, um, or t- at least taking a step back for a year. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they can afford to not re-sign yeah. Grant. He'll be back. No. Chad, Grant, BK, they'll be back. I mean, you got to believe, unless somebody makes some crazy pu- push to grab Chad. Chad had some great pitching performances down the stretch, but I don't think they can afford to lose him with, obviously, Brita retiring. Right. Grant's probably going to step up and start to take a little bit more of a pitching role. He used to be a great pitcher in this league. One year going 5-1. and one. Wow. He had a record of 5-1 and one at Who one knew? point for the Rockies. And he took a back seat when Brita started coming in and yeah. Blake started taking more role. But now with Chad as their quote-unquote ace, they got to sign him back. And obviously being Brian Kenny's you know, brother-in-law is going to help with that connection sure. to sign with the Rockies. For so sure. If you get Brian, I assume you'll get Chad too. Yeah. All right, now let's go kind of another softball layup. Yep. Um, Spencer Bogad, Corey McCarthy, and Will Rath. Yeah. Two basically. Food is in. Come yeah, on come down. On. Welcome. Thank you. Get it in the shot. That's right, me that's, over here. Thank you. Thank you. Check these out. I just need some. He's got wow. grants right on it. You. I don't even Thank need Thank you anything. so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. No, uh, good. no, I'm good. good. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank appreciate you so much. It. Food has arrived, ladies Let's and gentlemen. Go. Quick service indeed, and uh, we appreciate 1356 Public House. Well, you know, you're getting prepped, get some yeah. food in your belly. Uh, I'll talk about the twins. You know, obviously, Corey McCarthy, you got to believe they're going to sign him back. There's no way you're going to let the MVP go. Chris Metter, you know, a guy that relatively knows his guys are going to return. Yeah. They've given a chance to Will Rath over and over again. Will's probably going to sign with them unless somebody can pull Will away. But Will being their ace, they got to sign him back too. And Spencer stepped up as their number two last year. Spencer's the one that's the wild card, right? I was going to say, I he's a little bit of an unknown. Like I, I feel like he's really obviously partial to playing with Chris and this whole let let's always win as many championships as possible thing and you got to do that with Chris a lot of times but but like LeBron Dwayne yeah, and Chris Bosch. I also think that there's an aspect of Spencer where he he might want to play with somebody else who's out there I think he does and looking I, at another team or on another team currently um, yeah so he's a little bit of a wild card and if he were to leave and even if they get you know obviously signs Corey and Will back that whole team looks different it does. I mean, it definitely helps having Corey to basically backfill that, but you're now you're losing two of the top three players. Sure. And, I mean, uh, Spencer is, I mean, what? We're going to say, if you put it at a percentage, the what's your percentage that Spencer always talks about, mm-hmm. I'm going to put it at like 80%, 85%, maybe even 90 that he signs with the Twins. Mm-hmm. But there is a part of me that thinks he has a lot of he a lot to prove, right? He wants to... To win as much as he can with other people, yeah. he has so many connections and relationships with other people in this league. I could see him just pulling a 180 and going somewhere yeah. else. You never know, um, but I do think he's going to be a twin. Okay, you got to defend that title, right? I guess. I mean, if you like winning and you, 
it's you know it doesn't get boring playing with the same people all the time you could do that but all right let's talk about a couple people who also may be on the iffy board um let's talk about paul castellano hmm I feel like he's probably going to stay with the A's. He's really close with those guys, but he's played with a lot of different teams over the years. Yeah. Obviously winning championships with the Rays, um, being with the Royals, Yep. being on that hybrid Braves team for a little bit for yep. one season. Um, you know, he's a, he's a guy that knows a lot of people in the league. He's really close, grew up with a lot of you guys. Um, I would say it's probably, what, 60, 40, 65, 70% he's going to be an A, but yep. I think if somebody were to go out there and say, hey, this is the team, and, and you're the missing piece. Like, he might consider it, especially if he's as close as, yeah. as he is with some of these guys. Which so. I'm surprised the A's haven't pulled the trigger and signed him now in restricted or free agency. Why this and, one? yeah, and I'm surprised they haven't. A lot of teams haven't pulled the trigger on some of these restricted free agents, but Paul's one of those that has a lot of, uh, you know, history in this mm-hmm. league of, of winning. Yeah. So I think a lot of teams, especially, you know, John Callaway, John Light, John Light's neighbors with Paul Castellano. Really? So, like, I mean, there could be that connection where he tries to sway, hey, Paul, come on over. Get the veterans to come on over mm-hmm. and, and join. So it's going to be interesting. I, I'm surprised the A's haven't already done it. Yeah. So Paul Castellano uh, could be a, an interesting uh, yeah. play for somebody else. And another player the A's have yet to sign is Rookie of the Year, Chris Vorbeck. Chris Vorbeck um, is... I will tell you from a commissioner's standpoint, uh, they are in talks. Okay. But uh, I have heard through the grapevine that Chris Vorbeck is is turning into a hard hard to get to hold of person. Oh no. Which could be a problem, you know, just yeah. signing in general. But he was there the whole season last time, and a lot of people. We have our top twenty players heading into season twenty. Yeah. And already a lot of the lists have started to include Chris Vorbeck pretty high on the list. So a lot of people are high on him, and if he gets to unrestricted free agency, you know he might get a few calls. Yeah, for sure. And you got to hope that he doesn't have that sophomore slump that oh, is pretty notorious. It is notorious for sure. Um, but he's a he's a big cornerstone, something to build on for the A's, you know, yeah. finding that guy and the season that he had and he should be included in my opinion on the top 20 list. Yeah. By the way, if you haven't got yours in, Christmas Day, they are due. They are due. Very so soon. send them to Sam. 10 days. Yep. If you want to have your opinion included on the final list. Yes, and the, everybody's included this year. It's not weighted at all, so your opinion does matter, and it moves you up and down the list. You know, Ed Loke probably ranks himself number one. Probably. And, and that's fine. He, yeah. It's his prerogative to do that. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, it doesn't really help whenever he gets ranked, you know, ranked no. 25th <laughs> by everybody else. But um, uh, let's talk about the Expos. Okay. Okay. Interesting team this year. Yeah. Obviously, Brett already committing to going to unrestricted yeah. free agency. Doesn't mean he won't go back. Doesn't mean that. And he's actually still in talks. You never know mm-hmm. um, what he might do. I know he, he really liked playing for the Expos and could try to help them get back to the playoffs after missing it again this yeah. past year. How about Matthew Haymaker Germer? <laughs> the guy is so clutch. Yeah. I didn't even know he was a free he agent. Is, he, is an, he is a restricted free agent. Really? Yes. I didn't know. See? He, okay. he, 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 does, he is not under contract right now if it expires. Okay. So, you know, he was somebody who, in their championship run, was huge for them. Well, sure. During the playoffs. Game one, championship yeah. run. Yeah, and has yeah, taken on big. a bigger and bigger and bigger role with yeah. the team. Um, so it's a little surprising that Kevin, who hasn't re-signed him or got, given yeah. him a longer deal, uh, Makes you kind of wonder what Kevin's got up his sleeve if he's thinking about a rebuild after their the way their season ended last year. Uh, uh, you got to believe, though. I mean, Germer's diehard expo. Yeah. Like, and, I mean, I can't see him playing anywhere. And else I don't play. see anybody else kind of taking a limb on him. And I will tell you, he might be one of those guys for the expos that steps up and fills a hole in a need. Because if Brett doesn't resign with them, and John's already captain on another team, they lost both their fielders. Yeah. Both of them are gone. For sure. And Germer was their backup when it came to playing right field when John wasn't. Yeah. And he was their backup. So right. I assume, my assumption would be, unless they sign somebody else, he's stepping into that left fielder's role, which is a lot of pressure on yeah. a young man who doesn't have a lot of experience there. Yeah, that's true. Great and fielder in softball. Great softball player. Yeah. Uh, I played with him before. In the out- He's played outfield. So great fielder, but it's a it's a tough position on that blow left field. Left field is so much harder than it looks like. <laughs> I played it for however many years for us. Probably led the league in errors every year. It is so hard. It's so left field is a whole. It's not just being athletic and everything. There's a there's an aspect of 
having such quick reactions, being really smart in a short amount of time, mm-hmm. that makes a left fielder great. Yep. Um, and honestly, like if you look at the successful teams, they have really good left fielders. So that is a big need for them. And yep. yeah, you, it makes sense to me that you'd at least want to have Germer on the team as an option. Yeah. And or then even off- right field if you assign somebody else. Right. If 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 you can, yeah if you can get somebody else to maybe play, then then you feel a lot better about your fielding yep. that way. So. All right, let's move on to unrestricted free okay. agents. These are guys that we know. A lot of Brewers and Royals. A lot of Brewers and <laughs> Obviously Royals. all of them. Yeah. Um, guys that we know are available for any team to sign come January 1st. Yep. We're obviously, like I said, we're not going to talk about some of the more obvious ones based on the rumor mills and what everybody assumes is going to happen, which will happen, even though it can't be said publicly, blah, 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 blah. Okay? So we'll skip some of those guys. Okay. Um, And I won't put you on the spot. (laughs) Well, you can if you want. I would love to. (laughs) But I don't think I'll like the answer, so I'll stay away from it. There's been three teams. Three teams. Okay. Well, let's just start with you. Yeah. (laughs) So this is the game. Okay. And it's going to be tough for you to give a, a, a somewhat valid answer. Uh-huh. However, what we're going to do is we're each going to name a team that we think would be a good landing spot for that person. I, I am. Okay? Whether even it's, if it's not the team they're going to go to. Even if it's not the team they're going to go to. Yeah. Okay? Um, it could be the team you think they're going to go to. It could be a team that you think could really use their skills. Mm-hmm. However you want to put it. Just I want you to name a team. And we'll start with you, since sure. we were already talking about Let's you. Get it out of the way. Yeah. So what? Are, put your commissioner hat on. Uh huh. Here. Yep. Oh, okay. Okay. And name a team that could use your services, that you potentially could land on, and then I will counter and give you a different team. I mean, I could give you know four or five teams. I, I'm pretty sure yeah. it's hard to give just one. Um, you know, there's one that's not on the list of three that's contacted me that I'm going to say. Okay. So three teams have contacted me, but this team hasn't. I'll give you your hat back okay. as we go. And this team hasn't contacted me, but it's at this point I, I would consider, you know, pretty much anything, or I think anybody should consider anything just to hear them out. And that's the Marlins, you know. I'm, yeah. I would – those guys have been a, a great addition to our league. You know, mm-hmm. I've gotten to know them a little bit better, haven't reached out to me. And I know they're full group. Dumbass. <laughs> but to have a have a veteran come into their league and get a veteran presence is, I think, what they're missing. For sure. Luke is a veteran of this league, but I think getting an older generation veteran is something that they could look and strive for yeah. um, in their future. And I think we'll put them on the map after getting three wins last year. So I'll put the Marlins in play. Um, will it happen? It, the likelihood is, is under 1% maybe, mm-hmm. but um, I'm just surprised. You know, I haven't heard from more teams. Yeah. Well, and then I will do... The, one of the obvious answers, the Astros. I've been trying to get Sam to be an Astro since I started this team. Yeah. We played on the Cardinals together. We did. I was a member of the Cardinals for he two was. seasons. Yes, he was. Um, and then you took over a franchise. And then, yeah, we, we started this the Astros franchise, and um, he has been the unicorn I've been trying to get forever. And uh, so I think he'd be a great addition to the Astros. And we'll move on. All right. All right. So let's go with. Oh, got to think hard. Oh yeah, I've got so many options here. <laughs> Food is great. Yeah, fries. Let's are great. go with a toughie. Okay. Brett Spencer. Mm. Probably one of the more sought-after free agents this year. Yep. Ace. Yeah, there's the the ace. There's like what five or six aces that are yeah. in this list right now that could change a team's dynamic. Brett is a guy that you could see. If John Light left, could he go to the Orioles? Yeah. Right? Could he go back to the Expos, knowing that hey, they're going to need some help? Yeah. Can I have another beer? Yeah, we're doing great. Though. Thank you. Um, I'll take another one too. Thank you so much. Do you need to know what they are? No, I don't. Oh, wow. See, Look, you don't even have public. to tell them. <laughs> Well, and it, uh, Brett going back to the Expos is definitely a possibility. Yeah. Um, do the Expos want him after he declared he was going to unrestricted? Maybe it's just a ploy to get more Parmesan goldfish. We don't know. <laughs> but I could also see him going to the Rockies again. 
obviously Kyle Brita leaving is kind of like it's kind of starting to turn people's wheels like hey like is this the opening Brett needs to go back and get them out of the wild card because yeah. they've been in the wild card two years in a row yeah. like, to get them back into that prominence that they want and to keep their streak alive as the only SWL franchise to make the playoffs yeah. every single year of the franchise era and losing Kyle Brita they need to kind of fill that pitching role as well having Chad and Brett as your pitching yeah. duo would be good so you took mine. I was going to say the Rockies. You had mentioned the Expos. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned John's team as well. Orioles, yeah. So you kind of took all of the options on oh, that I'm one. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's I just okay. wanted to do one. I, it's I did okay. multiple. Um, <laughs> but to put me on the spot here, let's see. You picked the, the one I was going to mention, the Rockies. But let's just go ahead and talk about the White Sox. I mean, we don't know what kind That's of true. team John is building. And I know John wants to have some veteran presence as well. Yeah. There's a rumor that he already has one of the six aces pretty mm-hmm. much already in the bag. Yeah. So trying to find another pitcher might but be a priority for him. we both know that you need two in this league. So having one stud and one underperformer is not really going to cut it. No. So, you know, looking at Brett as an option – um, to bring onto your team, that I mean, that would be a huge win, and then to get whoever the yeah. second mystery person is, I'd be intrigued to uh, see um, if Brett would go to someone, you know, not necessarily in his age yeah. generation. Yeah, you know, I think that you know Brett's a pretty old school guy in this league, and I think he goes with kind of his own in mm-hmm. a way. So, um, and he loves to drink, so you know he's going to find a drinking team to go mm-hmm. with. So, yeah. Brett's got a lot of landing spots as well. I mean, we're already talking about a couple guys that have a lot of landing spots to go. Yeah. Um, do we kind of have an idea of where some of these guys? Yeah, we do. And we yeah. have the, everybody's got a front runner, but you never know. Yeah. So let's go to Austin Steffes. Austin Steffes. Now you Steffes. you may know better than I do. I don't know if he's planning on making the trip again. I will personally say I have uh, I have no idea if they are coming again or not. I think that they might wait it out. Okay. Both Austin and Trent might wait it out to see if there is an interest in a market for them. Yeah. Austin had a tough year last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's. He had a, an 0 for 14 streak um, on the Royals for himself and kind of lost out to Leon Cherry uh, for that fourth spot as you know, Tyreek Hill. Is that Tyreek Hill? Yep. Makes You're it doing good. There. And, um, but where his prowess came last year for the Royals was his pitching. Yeah. Got more wins on the mound than Gus or Sam. <laughs> so, like, he had more wins on the mound than either me or Gus. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that is going to be something that he can really put in his back pocket and say, hey, I'm continuing to improve as a pitcher as well. Thank you so much. Thank Appreciate you. It. So I would put Austin in there as somebody that maybe could get a pitching look with some hitting, kind of like Josh Rogers' contract. Yeah. Um, Josh Rogers' contract is a pitcher only, but it includes – a, a little amendment for a certain amount of at-bats. Or like David Olderman contract. Yeah. It includes a certain amount of game at-bats that can be played. So that, that's been happening in our league more and more. So yeah. it could happen for Austin as well. So pick a team. White Sox. Okay. I think the John has a good relationship with both of them. I think mm-hmm. some of the players that John is going to be signing, or my thought is that he's signing, have a good relationship with Austin and Trent. Mm-hmm. I think a good spot, a landing spot, could be for the White Sox yeah. for him as well. How about the... And then a pitching help. That's yeah. the thought. That's How about... I'll go with... I'll go with the Expos. Ooh. Um, again, they need some more pitching depth, depending yeah. on what happens with Brett. Um, you know, they've got Jimmy, obviously, locked down, but... I would love to see Austin on the Expos. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, they could definitely use that. And if he were to come alive again at, at the plate, like yeah. he did two years ago, that All-Star. would be a big boost for them. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, you know, definitely some a, a team to make a, a team that should consider it. Yeah, for sure. I agree. All right, let's go with Jeremy Worrell. Oh, I love this one. Love this one. I think there's so many spots for this guy. Mm-hmm. I think Jeremy. Know how we did the underrated players mm-hmm. graphic a couple years ago? Jeremy's underrated. For the Brewers last year, he single-handedly... The Brewers only had, what, three wins last year? They He single-handedly beat the Royals and caused the Royals to be a 500 team beat, and just shutting our bats down. Mm-hmm. And he had an amazing pitching performance, but he also can provide some pop in his bat, mm-hmm. but he gets better and better as a pitcher every year. I think there is a bunch of teams that should be looking at him. My number one landing spot for him, would, I would hope, would be 
the Expos. Okay. I think his pitching arm fits well as a great number two for Jimmy. And I think his mouth fits well on that team as well. That's and true. helps them continue in that franchise of the year path. Plus, we know how much you can rile bread up <laughs> as, you know, evidence from Rob past. Walters. Yeah, uh, Rob Walters. Um, so if you get Jeremy on the Expos and then he's talking that smack. If Brett's not on the Expos If again, he's not, oh, yeah. how much fun would that game be? That would be a fun game for, yeah. much, for sure. <laughs> um, you know, I think the easy answer on this one would be... Your own the team. A's. Or your own or, team, Yeah, too. or the Astros. Yeah, I, that's probably an easier answer just because that's where he's been, uh-huh. right? He obviously had the one year with the Brewers um, with an opportunity to play a little bit more. Yep. Um, did great. And did so, very yeah, well. For sure. I think you, yeah, the Astros would be one team that would be at the, at the top of that board of, yep. that might land him. So, um, all right, let's go with Derek Cornell. This one's a tough one. You know, I, Derek and Kyle are both tough for me. Both yeah. Cornell brothers. I don't know if Kyle's on your list. Maybe we can duo. Can, let's, yeah. let's duo this one. I don't know if they, if Derek wants to deviate from like the shadow of Kyle, or if they want to come in as a package deal. Like I don't know what they want to do. Um, but Derek is uh, obviously lefty swing, uh, mm-hmm. and he had. Pitched a little bit for the Brewers last year. I okay. think he wants to pitch more. Okay. Um, but obviously, the number one thing you could say is he's going to be a White Sox because he's good friends with John Callaway. Mm-hmm. They played on the same team growing up together um, in baseball. So you got to believe John Callaway is starting a team. He's going to pull in some of his own age fellas. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say he's going to be at a landing spot of the White Sox. But a lot of teams could use him too. Maybe he sticks along with Peter. Maybe Peter That's just what, has, with John Light, maybe he has Brewers 2.0. Yeah, so that was going to be my answer, was to stay with Peter, even if Kyle doesn't. So you think he's one of the two new teams, possibly? I do. I think it'll be one of the two new teams. Um, I just think the connections that he has, and obviously building a team from scratch, like you could use his skill set in a manner, yeah. a, a bunch of different ways. So. Yeah. Um, so we've talked about Kyle. And then like, let, we talked about oh. Kyle. Let's talk about Kyle. You know, Kyle obviously is a great pitcher in his own right. Last yep. year had the injury, Achilles, I believe, or calf, calf injury yeah. last year. And game one, it was the worst timing for the Brewers possible. Yeah. You know, when their roster is already a little bit less than it was when they went to the championship the year prior. And their, their window was closing fast, especially when Kyle got hurt. Kyle gets hurt. Their whole season pretty much goes out the window. He barely played any games. He had like 16, 17 at-bats yeah, last year. Yeah, he tried to fight through it for sure. I know, but I, I hope that he's recovered. And maybe a team gives him a shot yeah. on it. You know, I could see somebody like the John Calloway and the White Sox go. I could see the John Light team with that connection go after Kyle. I, I could, But my pick is going to be the Expos. Okay. I, I, I keep putting people on the Expos, but I also think with Brett gone, they just they need that pitching help. Yeah, and well, I think and they, they would, haven't signed half their team, so I know. But they would know. pull right back into it, and maybe Kyle would you know kind of enjoy. I think would have a little fun on yeah. the Expos as well too. Maybe a little less pressure too. Yeah. So and he can still go golfing if he wants on yeah. Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had to pull that in there. He Kyle. might play. Well, he might even play with Rob or something. Who knows? Rob was always <laughs> golfing. Um, I think. The easy answer here with Kyle would be wherever Peter goes, you know, which we can we could get into Peter, but That's we don't have to. Answer. Yeah, so you know, wherever Peter ends up landing, I think that relationship is probably where that would go. Yeah, um, you know, I had tried signing Kyle. A couple of years I, back, Astros were that? on my list too for him. And if he wants a shot at you know trying something new, John Callaway's kind of have to be replaced on your team. Absolutely, yeah. It's a it's a big loss for us, especially after the season John had. So yeah. um, definitely something to to consider um, for myself as a, yeah. as a manager. So, but I, I still think that in the end he would end up wherever Peter is. So, yeah. um, Ty Butler. Ty Butler is a very interesting one because. Came into the league because of the relationship with Gus. Yep. Gus is no longer has a team yep. with you. Um, been a lifelong Royal. Mm-hmm. Um, that team doesn't exist anymore. So does he follow Gus where Gus goes? Does he venture out? Does he just not play? I don't know. I, I could very well see this being the end of Ty Butler's career. 
unless a... That would be sad. It would be sad. He hasn't won a championship. He's been so close so many years. He was a part of... The, he's been a part of both of the 10-0 regular season teams in SWL history. Rookie of the year. Yep. His Ro- first year. One of the best rookies we've ever seen mm-hmm. in this league. Um, one of the, the probably top five left fielders maybe in history mm-hmm. of our league. Um, he's always been kind of in Chris's shadow a few times. Had a few years where he's kind of pulled through. And all of a sudden BK came rushing in. Yeah. And he's been kind of in their shadow as they've gone mm-hmm. back and forth with the award. But he's always been right there. And I really hope this isn't the end for Ty. Um, I could see him only playing for teams, though, that he has connections with. He's not going to go out on a limb. Knowing Ty, he's not going to go to the Expos. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I can already cross them off. Yes. He's, no offense, he's not going to play for the Astros. Play for me. No. He's not going to play for teams that he doesn't have a strong connection with or wants to travel to St. Louis and leave his family to come for. So there's very few limited teams. Yankees would be an option. I mean, can you imagine that Yankee squad with also Ty, too? Like, where are they going to play people? That's the hard part, too. So who knows what's going to happen. But I really hope Ty does come back, and I've heard some rumors of different teams as well. But I I really hope he does play and and makes a new connection and and puts a different color on. Yeah. Um, You know, obviously, you know Ty way better than I do. Um, even though he and I were rookies the same year, yeah. Um, so we've literally been in the in the league the same amount of years. Um, but you know the relationships that he's built over time. I don't know which ones are stronger, which ones are not there. Um, he he gets along with everybody. He does. But he has obviously friendships that are tighter. Um, so stinking Chiefs. Um, you know, I would say. Probably one of the new teams, too. Again, this is an easy answer right now, and I didn't realize it when I thought about this segment, but not knowing how they're wanting to structure their team and what yeah. players they're going to land, the easy answer is for one of the Johns to sign them. True. Because there's so many I mean, spots open. Yeah, you're going to – I mean, maybe John Light is a stronger candidate because you have John, – John Callaway has himself to play left field. And John Callaway is an underrated left fielder. Can you imagine, though, like John playing right? And Ty playing left. <laughs> that would be a heck of a defense, mm-hmm. for sure. So, yeah, that, that would be probably one of my guesses. So, yeah. all right, let's do one more. All right. And we're going to go with an ex-brewer as well, Jimmy Stout. Jimmy Stout. Um, another one that you could see going to a lot of teams. Um, a lot of relationships. Oh, man. And probably one of the the best overall human beings in the SWBL. Mm-hmm. You know, I had some some illness stuff he was going through that I kind of held him back from the SWBL for so long, but his strength has been growing. He's been getting, um, you know, he's chomping at the bit to get more playing time. Yeah. There are easy answers and there are interesting answers. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the easier answers would be go wherever his brother-in-law goes with Peter. Which one? <laughs> I mean, true. I mean, it's 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 uh, Peter, obviously, uh-huh. um, being married to his, her his sister. So that oh, would yeah. be only Peter, right? No, yeah, you're right. Okay, I don't know why I say. thought about John. No, that's all right. Um, but going wherever Peter goes. Really, I should have brought up Andrew Light, but um, well, going wherever um, Peter goes, is, I think is is kind of an option there. But also. I know he has a strong relationship with a lot of your players um, and you, Uh and I know that the Astros are definitely a high landing spot for him. I know that there are some other teams like the Expos that are very interested in him. Um, So I can see him going to a lot of places, and he can add pitching, excuse me, add nice pitching depth to your team um, and can give you some key at-bats, and he's had some great moments for the Brewers. So Jimmy Stout definitely deserves a landing spot in this this league. He's a very important member of this league, and I know he'll find a spot. For sure. All right, so that's going to wrap up kind of the game. Obviously, we didn't talk about every free agent. As I said, there are some that are obvious. Yeah, if you want a full list of all the free agents out there, you can go to the website and see who's available. Um, And that, again, could change between now and January 1st, yep. you know, depending on how restricted free agency ends up kind of playing out. So I mean, we didn't even talk about some of the rookies last year that got minimal playing time. Yeah. Like Leon Cherry had yeah. half a season. He's definitely interested in coming back. Jordan Smith played for the A's, played a great year in Moif and UIF. He's probably going to find a landing spot and should. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many players on our list that 
if they don't find a spot, it's going to confuse me because some of these teams need to reach out. Don't get a rookie that's like one of your friends from way back then. There's guys right now that are willing to help you win right now. Yeah, it would be interesting to see what what happens in the draft. With the amount of players who are out there and available, like how many actual rookies need to be drafted this year? I think I think there will be two. Two. I think we will have two rookies. Who's the Twins guy? Who's Twins guy? Oh, Mike Durstein? Yeah. The guy they always draft? Okay, three. <laughs> yeah. yeah the twin, twins will probably draft Mike Durstein, and who knows if Mike ever shows up, but, you know. You know, I worked with his younger brother. Really? He worked with me at Enterprise. I was Strong his boss. Guys. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right, so that's going to kind of wrap up a lot of the offseason and kind of what's happening now. What I want to get into are some topics that we haven't discussed or you were excuse me, unaware I was going to ask you. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on. Okay. So I'm going to try to think of a more clever name for this segment of the podcast as we move forward. Like Spencer's, what's your sentence? I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, something clever, um, unlike that. Oh. <laughs> so, um, but for now, we're just going to call it the secret topics segment. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna ask you a question, and whatever comes to mind, I want you to answer. If you need a minute, I'll okay. I'll go ahead and answer the question first to give you some time to think. All right. Okay. Okay. So, what is your fondest memory from the past 19 seasons of the SWBL? Wow. Uh, my I I probably have way too many that I could think about in my head. That's why I said fondest. Fondest. Um, or if you just have one that you really that sticks out in your mind, that'll work too. No, I'll, I'll I know exactly what I'm going to say, and it actually happened just last season. Um, but there, like I said, there have been so many different moments in this league that have been so important to me and so special. Mm-hmm. Um, and this game has kept me connected to some of my high school friends, some of, you know, college friends, you know, people that I would probably not have been connected to. And I hate to say, even like you, yeah. like it, wiffle ball connects me to so many other people and lets me still enjoy other people that I've met along the way in my life and giving me a chance to catch up with you, learn about your lives and continue to know your lives. Yeah. And, and that's what, and that's why I love this yeah. game. And I love providing a, like Scott said in that interview, a vehicle for all these players to come together and just be as a big family. Yeah. But my personal family, seeing my son last year interested, walking around, you know, pointing, like being aware of what's going on, mm-hmm. I think has been, it was a huge memory for me. And I know it just happened. And I could go back, you could dive into like the first time we built the field or thinking about that time, you know, that one time me, Kevin, and Andrew were building the field or something yeah. like that way back when. But this, the moment that I had with my son kind of showed that, you know, like it's almost that Lion King moment. Like yeah. everything the light touches is your kingdom, <laughs> you know, yeah. like it was that moment with him. And it was even on KSDK, like yeah. that moment with me and him looking over the game and it's just the back of me like going through this. It's a cool moment and I'm excited to see where this league goes with all of our kids coming older mm-hmm. and also where those kids will take this league in the future when yeah. we're all old gray and just yelling at them as managers for sure <laughs> yeah or we're gonna have to have a separate field yeah just for with a, our cru- yeah. you know with our canes down low yeah. really really just short using field. the wiffle ball bat to run the bases and then the actual yeah. wiffle ball yeah. for our kids as well. yes yeah for sure all well, right do you have one or is this just for me? It's mostly for you as as the now pseudo guest of this podcast. But um, yeah, I don't I don't have a I've I've had a lot of great mem- winning being being elected to an all star. Even though it was the the fan vote, like that almost Still, means a lot yeah. more to me because so cool. it was my peers that voted me in. Mm-hmm. That was a really cool moment because it was completely unexpected. Yeah. Um, but I mean, winning your division, winning last the year, division was pretty awesome. That. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty awesome. That was a big. That was a big moment. I was really proud of our guys. It was. Uh, it was a special moment to take that photo yeah. with with my arm around all those guys. So yeah. that would be probably at the top of the list. I mean, I could get into the sentimental aspects of what this league has done for my life, um, especially being like that one article I wrote, an outsider. You yeah. know, I really knew you, and I kind of knew your brother. And that was it. Yeah. Um, and like the but friendships yeah, and the bonds yeah. and the relationships 
that I've developed are they just, explode just yeah, in it's, a it's couple crazy. years that so, you spend here. Yeah. So, but I would say, yeah, probably winning the division last year was was the peak so far. Um, but I'm looking forward to. Good question. Many more. I would years. love to know like other people's answers for that. Even do like a short video about okay. all those things. That'd be really cool yeah. to see. I'll try to keep that one in mind. Yeah, Maybe for a future. There you go. Secret topics, whatever it's mm-hmm. going to be called. Not segment. secret anymore. Yeah. So, which franchise mm-hmm. has the most approved going into season twenty? Ooh. Wow. There's. There's so many. I mean, the easy answer could be the new two new teams. They have so much to prove, so much yeah, to build. Yeah, but they also have a blank slate and no True. no, no aspirate, like nothing to kind of go off. But they, they no- both those captains do not want to fall on their faces. Like just knowing them and knowing what their philosophy, like yeah. they've talked to me about, they don't want to fall flat on their faces. When yeah. they, they want to come out of the gate swinging. Um, twins don't have anything to prove. I mean, they've already done it so many times, so yeah. you kind of eliminate them from the list. Uh, Yankees, kind of in the same boat, but you know, with a changeover, could have something. But I think you got to go with two teams. I got two teams that I keep on my mind. Your team's one of them. Mm-hmm. I think Astros have a lot to prove coming off of a playoff, a division victory, and you guys are a tier one team this year, yeah. which is huge and yeah. a huge advantage for you to only play the Yankees and the Twins once each, especially yeah. with some of the free agents we know are going to be going to some of these teams. Yeah. So. With you guys, you have a lot to prove because you are in that position, but it's as a manager and as your team, who can you recruit to come over to be a part of something special that you would continue to prove? And the other one is the Expos, obviously with Brett kind of going to unrestricted free agency. If they lose him, they could very well all of a sudden do it, go back exactly to where they were, where they were 0-10, 1-9 for three years in a row. So I think they have a lot to prove to say, hey, even... Even without Brett, we can still be competitive, and they can prove that, you know, because a lot of people are saying if Brett wasn't on that team, they don't have a chance of winning. And last year, even with Brett, they both regressed. They didn't make playoffs, so they have a lot to prove going back to it. Yeah, I would, you know, my answer when I was thinking about that question was honestly like looking in the mirror. Like I thought it was myself because if you think about the teams that up till now have been perennial playoff teams, right? It's been those five, and really it's been – the A's made it one year and made that run to the championship. And then the Expos made that the first time they made it, then they won the championship. And then, and then you guys, yeah. we did it. But they've all, the next year, they fall off. Mm-hmm. They go away. They stop being competitive yep. again. And I think that to try to change some of the stigma around those like lower end teams and to, to show other teams that, hey, it doesn't have to be a one a one time yep. thing. It can, you can change the, outlook on your franchise going forward too. you know so. i you mentioned the a's that's a huge one too yeah i mean think about it. like the a's they were what one win away yeah. from winning and yeah. seven runs away like yeah. think about that they almost beat the royals out if they would have scored seven more runs mm-hmm. in in any game you know, throughout the season yeah they would have been in the playoffs over the royals yeah right and uh you know, they could have won any game, one of their five, the same record as the Royals, but they have a lot to prove as well, obviously, especially if they sign Chris Vorbeck, the rookie of the year back. They have Mike Carl coming back as well, who's oh, still good. on their roster. Yeah. So they got kind of their full-strength lineup coming back that if they get everybody that they want signed. Yeah. So the A's are another one that have a lot to prove. Yeah. So, third question. Mm-hmm. Which player has the biggest bounce back in Season 20? Oh, good one. We are... You I'll want, take one more. I'm good. Thank you. Um, wow. Bounce back player of the year. Not necessarily comeback, right? No, just that, who's going to bounce who, back. Yeah, who, I get who maybe had a, a down season and... I'm going to go with one of your players. I'm going to go with Cole Layton. Okay. Um, Cole had, obviously, one rookie of the year. Yep. Last year had his sophomore slump. Yep. And slumped hard. Yeah. Hate to say it, Cole, but some tarp. Yeah. Um, had a great year in Mowith. Got a lot more looks. Got a lot more swings throughout yeah. the year after SWBL. Wasn't he the hitter of the year or something like that? And he was the silver slugger. Yeah. Yep. Silver slugger for the Mowith league, the fast pitch league. And I think he has something to prove to say, you know, this isn't just. Um, I'm not a big barrel bat hitter. I can do yellow. Or just too. a fast pitch pit yeah. hitter too. Yeah. And because like he went to hometown cup also which is yellow bat, and I think struggled from what his team told me, from okay. what Cam and Josh, they tell me, like, Cole, 
was one of our struggle. The, the struggle players on their team during the hometown cup, slow pitch, mm-hmm. yellow bat. Yeah. So I think Cole has a lot to prove too, and I think he will. I think he'll get that um, better prowess. I think he'll get more chances to hopefully prove himself and, and be an impact player for your team and step up after John Callaway goes down. Yeah. He has every opportunity to do that. So yeah. I think Cole's going to have a bounce back here. Okay. Cool. Do you have one? Um, you know, it's it's hard for me to think Thank about. You. I've got to get a better, you know, podcast host hat on um, because it's easy for me to start thinking about my guys and and everything. So Keaton comes to mind. Keaton yep. struggled, um, but end of the year started getting hot. Yeah, a little bit. he did. Yeah, we we worked through it. You know, I was trying to focus on getting him at bats when I could, but. You know, when if he was struggling, maybe not put him in a situation that was too overwhelming. Um, but to get away from my team, um, you know, I might go with Brett. To be honest, oh, that's um, a good one. You know, I think uh, only one win on the mound yeah, last year, right? Or zero? Maybe it's, he was zero three. I'd have to look at. He it was zero three. Yeah. So bounce back on the mound, uh, yeah. which we know he's capable of doing. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and then depending on where he ends up in the lineup, you know, I that can change a lot. I think from a mentality standpoint too, he may stay in that one hole or that two hole like he has yep. been traditionally. But if he gets on a team with a bunch of really solid hitters and can get you know three or four, three or four, yeah. and then just play a, a slightly different role in that aspect, that might do wonders yep. for him too. So who, who knows what's going to happen, but. He's somebody who I would keep an eye on, especially sure. on the mound. You know, I have one back. more to add, and it's yeah. an interesting one. It's it's Steve Hayes. And okay. I say bounce back in a different way okay. because I think he has to not just bounce back, but I think he has to continue to improve from yeah. his amazing year yeah. last year. I mean, he is he's on the national teams list for hitters. Oh, sorry, Chargers scored. Yeah. Brian's a little upset right now. Not about you, Steve, but about uh, the Chargers score. <laughs> and but I think Steve has to kind of have another bounce back year to continue the prowess that the A's really want to push yeah. to a playoff spot. So that's kind of another interesting roundabout way of answering the question. But Steve Hayes is another one for me. Okay, cool. All right, we're almost done. Okay. Who is the most? We kind of actually talked about this a little bit, but who's the most underappreciated player in the SWBL? Oh. You had mentioned Jeremy yeah, earlier being that, kind that of was under first the one radar. Came to mind. I was just trying to see if there was somebody else I could bring up because Jeremy is a good answer and an obvious answer too. Um, underappreciated. That's how I wrote it. Yeah, or you could say underrated or however you want. Do you have one while I think about it? I do. I think it's John Callaway. Oh, yeah. I think John Callaway. Yeah. The fact that he has been in the top five in certain batting categories, top 10 in others for years, for his whole career. He's always been a top three or four fielder in left field. He's won championships. He's been a perennial playoff player. Obviously did wonders for my team. Yeah. Um, I just feel like he is a very underrated player. I feel like people really don't appreciate what he does. And he comes in and he does his thing and he... He, he doesn't talk a lot, and he just performs. And, you know, I, I thought that last year when I signed him that, you know, this was one of the best moves I had made just because I knew what he actually yeah. would bring to the table without all the fanfare that typically comes along with a free agent yeah. signing him. That's a good one. You know, as, you're, as you've been talking, I've been kind of thinking about some other players too, and, and some of them are going to be maybe shocks to people as they go, but... I'm going to go with some Twins and Yankees players. Okay. You know, I think from the Yankees' perspective, I think he gets overshadowed a little bit by his brother, and that's Kevin Poley. Yeah. Uh, I think he is an underrated player. I think he can change the game with his bat. He's not a pitcher by any means, but he has proved to be a very good right fielder Mm -hmm. um, for the Yankees. And I think that his fielding, just that tall body, he will rob at the bottom of the hill yeah. home runs. That they ought to be the they people. ought to be the Red Sox because it's like hitting over the green monster. It is with the two pulleys in the outfield. Yep. They're so tall. So I'm gonna put Kevin up there as an underrated player just because you're in the shadow of these pinstripes, the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Um, on the Twins side, you could name three players on the Twins that are underrated, and because Bogat and Metter just own the headlines. Yeah. 
Yeah. Corey McCarthy, despite winning an MVP, might not even be in the top five or ten of oh, the top five players. That doesn't though. make sense to me. I know. But yeah, but you're right. Not. But you're right. Because people are just not talking about it. it. Yeah. And yes, he hit the most home runs, you know, by a few, and he hit the most yeah. RBIs by a few. But he, I just feel like he's still this underrated player that still has something to prove. Yeah. Um, you could say the same thing. Edlo's been around for so long. You know, he's nom- he's been nominated for the Hall of Fame. He's you know, had All Stars, yeah. championships, all these things. But the Twins go as Edlo goes yeah. almost, and he gets the, he doesn't get the headlines as much as he wants them. Yeah, um, right. Doesn't get the headlines as much, but. Um, and then the other players, Will Rath. And Will Rath, obviously, yeah. doesn't get as many at-bats for them. But when he comes into uh, to play in a hitting role, he usually makes you know some type of impact. Yeah. And I think that his pitching is downplayed a lot because yeah. he's overshadowed by a lot of big guns. Hasn't won a side whiffle yet. Yeah, but he's and so good. So close. He's so tough. And so close. He's like the best lefty the best we've ever lefty, seen. Well, yeah. He's yeah. so good, and he's a lefty, which... Not a lot of people have in yeah. an ace like that. And but I think he's still underrated. Just be, hasn't won the side with yeah, and, and there's so many big do- big dogs out there. Yeah, and I know we talked said one player, but you you had said something about Will that reminded me of Grant Boyd. I also think yep. similar similarly with Grant, he gets overshadowed by BK and Brett and even yeah. Brita at times on the mound. Blake, yeah, or Ble- Blake. You sorry, yeah, uh, I did say yeah. Brett. Blake and, and BK and, and even Brita, yeah. but like Grant has had some really big moments yeah. for that team, and he kind of in a similar way. Like if he's on fire, then they are rocking. Yeah, you know, and not necessarily if he's struggling. Are they struggling? But he has been a really big role player for them. He is, and uh, I think that Grant is also a great just like person to have on yeah. your team, and. There's something about having a lefty on your team that changes a lineup. Yeah. And for that Rockies I team, I thought about it. With John and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And that Rockies team, I think they, I think they love having Grant from the left side. You know, Chris Metter on their team and having Will and Chris, two yeah. lefties on their team for the Twins. But I think for some reason, it just makes the team a little bit better. Think about the Royals when we had Tyler Flackney yeah. on ten and up. Yeah. You know, like I just feel like changing the the defensive switches just helps out. So I don't know. But yeah, Grant's another good one that's underrated. And he was on that underrated, you know, back in 2018, 2019 when that article came yeah. out. And still is underrated. But, yeah, a lot of underrated guys in this league. And, you know, you always hope that, like Corey getting the MVP, they kind of burst through and yeah. break through those big dogs, those names that are always there, and win some of those major awards. And I hope Will is one of those coming out for side Whiffle in the future. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, we got two left, and they're both going to be based around the holidays. Because Christmas is in ten days, nine days. Yep. Nine days. All right. So, what is your favorite Christmas song? My favorite Christmas song is The Christmas Song. Oh, that's a great one. I Chestnuts used... Roasting yeah. on an Open Fire. You know, yeah. Many people don't know that's the actual I name of the yeah. song, but it's called The Christmas the Song. The Christmas Song. Um, I, I do love that song. Um, something nostalgic about just like sitting by the fire and listening to The Christmas Song. So, yeah. that's always been my Do you have go-to. a favorite version of it? Because obviously, everybody's covered it. No. Um, you know... An overall album, like obviously recently, my favorite artist of all time, Ben Rector, came out with a, a Christmas album, and he's done a version before, and it's great. Uh, you know, you could go with anybody. To me, it's just about the song, yeah. and I, I love the song. I've always wanted to make. I mean, maybe you being a fellow singer, I've always thought that you could we could make a Christmas album. Like yeah, me and you, like just a solo album, just to yeah. share with our families, you know. Yeah, but that would definitely go. Be one of the songs. Go! Kelsey! There's flag. It's flag. Don't don't get too excited. Okay? There's a flag on the play. Sorry. <laughs> but I, I could see a, a Christmas song being top of the list for me there. What about you? Favorite Christmas song? Um, we wish you a Merry Chiefsmas. <laughs> nah, that's a good one. Um, I love the Christmas song. It's probably my favorite traditional song. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's not even traditional because... Really, you'd be thinking about a hymn in traditional. But I've been really into um, This Christmas. You know that one? And this Christmas will be... Yeah, that one. I don't know why, but that is, that is a jam. And it kind of... I feel like it doesn't get enough play, You know, to be um, honest. One of my, I'm, I'm sick of hearing Mariah Carey. I'd rather hear that. You want to hear one of my most um, underrated, like, people should go listen to Christmas song? What? It's from the band Hanson. Yeah? Merry Christmas Baby 
from the Jack Frost soundtrack. It's me. Merry Christmas, baby. Merry Christmas, baby. And it just, it, it's a jam. Like, it yeah. gets you bopping. So, Merry Christmas, baby, from Hanson. Go check it out. Okay. I will. All right. And then last question, also based around Christmas. Okay. If you could gift the league with anything for Christmas, what would it be? So I, I think this question, or like if you had won the lottery, you know, people have yeah, asked we, that before. Yeah, we've like, kind of done that. Give? Yeah. I mean, easy answer would be to to keep rain away, you know. Um, all okay, things, things in your control. <laughs> okay. Um, I think if you could gift anything to the league, like is this like no amount of money, doesn't matter? Or like right now, just like something me personally I could gift to the league. Uh, yeah, no money. Money doesn't matter. I think what I would gift to the league would be the uh, to expand the Wiffle Grounds a little bit more conducive to, I guess, more people being in attendance. Okay. Um, whether that is players, whether that is fans, um, whether that is touchdown Chiefs. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Um, Still on this thing. Whether that is flattening the field a little more um, and making the field slightly bigger or instead of the hill being there, just everything being flat around, um, providing them with more seating places around, um, clearing more trees so that it's just more of an expansive... Every left, every lefty would love you. <laughs> more, just more of an expansive like experience for the grounds because okay. yeah. you know we're limited obviously yeah. we only have a, like my parents live on an acre but we only have a certain amount of space that we can go to yeah. expand field grounds so I think my gift would be to do that you know there's a, a neighbor that we share uh, the first base line yeah that you know right behind the scores deck yeah we share that those woods yeah with them and the joke is always my dad told that guy before you sell this house or put it on the market ask me first and I might give you your asking price and have me or Gus move in there. Let's go. Clear those, you know, that and in the we, field. Yeah. And you can expand. You oh can do something. You can do a nice, like, hitting area, bullpen yeah. area, something over there. Nice. So, yeah. Clearing all of that would be an amazing one. So, tie game. Tie game. Sorry. There you go. We're going to be here. Yeah. So, my, my answer is a little, a little less big, I guess, but it would be lights. Like, an actual, actual like, Ball field lights around mm -hmm. the entire perimeter. Yeah. You know, and I just feel like it would take a lot of pressure off of you and the rain front office and, and rain delays. Yeah, like, we wouldn't be at, like, obviously we'd be trying to still get as many games in as we could during the day, but we wouldn't stress as much about time. Mm -hmm. With that, we would, knowing we would be able to play yeah. under the lights. And obviously the skills competition, all-star game, you could do a little more with that, too. Yeah. And when we um, get, yeah, when we get back to that. You know, the dirt yard in Circle City Wiffle Ball in Indianapolis where the NWA tournament was hosted this past year. Um, I have pictures of their lights and they just, they made them just out of the floodlights that are there. Yeah. And they just have these two by fours that run a skinny light post. Really? And it's like, and rungs that they can like literally climb up there, change it, you know, things That's and cool. turn on. And it's super easy to build and make. Um, Is that the field with like the huge, like, like, Oh yeah, I mean, bar top thing in the back, like around the outfield. Yeah, they it's have like the all, decks, a wood fence. Party decks, yeah. yeah, it's it's the best field in the country by bar none. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's a great one. We're doing great. Yeah, thank you, thank yeah. you. Um, but yeah, that would be lights would be all super fun to do. We've had flood lights in the past that we just kind of set up, yeah. but they don't do it justice right. for, for the blur for sure. And you know the blur winning field of the year a couple years ago um, for a national wiffle you know national wiffle only recognizes the field of the year once in mm -hmm. their history so uh, the blur was going to get recognized whether or not you know soon but that's always one thing that i thought would be added that would be fun would be lights too just yeah. to give more time like you said so yeah cool awesome well so that is it that's everything i had prepared uh any final thoughts going into season 20 sam no i appreciate you for taking over i'm excited to see where the podcasts go and you know we're really excited to get season 20 underway we have winter meeting here at 1356 public house on january 2nd anybody is welcome to join us um, i do need numbers from captains um, letting me know how many other players will be in attendance to see if we need the private event space that we are in or if we can just fill something uh, somewhere in the restaurant as well yeah. depending on the day but It'll be 11 o'clock on January 2nd. Come join us for winter, winter meeting. A lot of different rule changes possibly. We haven't had specific really? rule changes, but we have three rule changes that we'll be talking about. And also, 
we're doing season 20 up big, so we're going to do some things with some different uh, team fees, things like that, that we're not raising them by any means too much, but we want to see what people are interested in getting from us as a league entity to celebrate this anniversary season because this is a big deal. Not many leagues around the country can say this, and we are the only one currently in National Football that is season 20. It's cool. It's awesome. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, um, I will be working on the next podcast in a couple weeks, probably right after the holidays. Yeah. Uh, again, as Sam had said, if you're interested in being on a podcast or you have an idea for a topic, uh, text me, call me, um, and we'll get something on the schedule for sure. Um, but I think coming up, you know, we're gonna have we're gonna start having some team previews. Nice. Um, as free agency kind of plays out, um, we'll have some captain interviews as we get closer to season. Um, and you know, we might even bring some other things back like origins or something like that, that we would be talked about. So it'd be fun to do like, you know, national signing day was yesterday. You should get a yeah, free that's agent. True. They should get one of them just yeah. to be on, you know, pick the hat if yeah. they can or something. Yeah. We'll just like stick the logo, like <laughs> tape it on. I have all of the, I have like 20 of the 30 major league baseball hats. Oh yeah, because well, I, I could just I try to get the flags them. from you too. Oh yeah, or the flags. Yeah. Well, well we just... don't have flags for the two new teams, but you know. Well, we'll um, just draw it on a paper and whatever. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, stay tuned. I will have another podcast coming to you sometime right after New Year's. Um, anyway, Merry Christmas. Be safe. Happy New Year. And uh, thank you to thirteen fifty six Public House again for hosting us today. Absolutely. Hosting our winter meeting. All the podcasts coming up. Captains meeting and our Friday night festivities. Opening day brought to you by. 1356 Public House and our presenting sponsor for season 20. And we're so excited to announce and roll out the rest of our sponsors as we head into 2022 as well. Awesome. See ya. Let's go.